What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. 2022, U.S. police murdered 1,096 people. According to the Washington Post, this year law enforcement has murdered 416 folks. That's an increase of 13 people since our last roundup. And we don't even know most of their names. There were no marches, rallies, rebellions, or hashtags for them. Most of their families grieved in silence and solitude. It's critical to understand that police murders are just the tip of an egregious iceberg of transgressions against our people. Law enforcement serves as a militarized occupying army in our communities and neighborhoods. They racially profile, sexually assault, and wrongfully incarcerate our folks. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So, every week on Law & Disorder, we kick off our Thursdays with a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment serves to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of May 29th, 2023. We will do a deeper dive on this developing story next week, but this requires emergency reporting and an immediate response. On Wednesday, a heavily armed Atlanta Police Department SWAT team raided a house in Atlanta and arrested three of its residents, forget this, organizing legal support and bail funds for protesters and activists who have faced indiscriminate arrests and overreaching charges in the struggle to stop the construction of a vast police training facility dubbed Cop City atop a forest in Atlanta. Bail support, y'all, is a critical movement function that saves lives and interrupts the mental health impacts of incarceration. This is especially true for our more vulnerable populations like our queer, trans, and non-binary community members who face harassment, intimidation, assault, and even death at the hands of both jail staff and other incarcerated people. The APTP Bail Fund prioritizes these populations that intersect with black bodies. In a joint operation with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, or GBI, Atlanta cops charged Marlon Scott Couts, Adele McLean, and Savannah Patterson, all board members of the Atlanta Solidarity Fund, with money laundering and charity fraud. While the fund has been a crucial resource for activists facing harsh repression for their involvement in Stop Cop City, the nonprofit predates the movement and has been providing bail funds, jail support, and assistance with legal representation for Atlanta activists since the 2020 Black Liberation Uprisings. A more detailed arrest warrant for Patterson notes that the alleged money laundering charge relates to reimbursements made from the nonprofit to Patterson's personal PayPal account for minor expenses, including gasoline, forest cleanup, totes, COVID rapid tests, media yard signs, and other miscellaneous expenses. Targeting the organizers with a militarized SWAT raid based on such expenditures only clarifies the desperation of law enforcement agencies in going after the movement. Wednesday's arrests are just the latest in extreme law enforcement persecution of the popular Stop Cop City movement. A total of 42 activists are currently facing state domestic terror charges on the flimsiest of police claims, while three others face hefty felony intimidation charges for distributing flyers that named a police officer connected to the brutal murder of of Tortuguita. In targeting the, the Solidarity Fund, police and prosecutors are attempting to further the groundless narrative that the multifaceted movement against Cop City is a criminal organization. Politicians keen to see Cop City built in Atlanta have doubled down on the line, none more so than Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp, who said, quote, these criminals facilitated and encouraged domestic terrorism, end quote. Organizing bail funds and legal support for protesters facing charges is decades-old social justice movement practice. 
Wednesday's arrest come just days after it was revealed by reporters that Atlanta officials have known for some time that the cost of building Cop City to the city of Atlanta would amount to at least $51 million in public funds instead of the $30 million that city officials promised since 2021. Source Natasha Leonard, The Intercept. You can donate to the Solidarity Fund at secure.actblue.com backslash donate Atlanta Solidarity. The Jefferson Paris Sheriff's Office in Louisiana may have violated the civil rights of a 16-year-old autistic boy when deputies pinned him to the pavement, handcuffed, and shackled him as officers sat on his back for more than nine minutes. The teen Eric Parsa died on the scene in January 2020. The Sheriff's Office has also recently faced a number of other lawsuits alleging wrongful death, excessive force, and racial discrimination by deputies. The Sheriff's Office was the subject of a year-long investigation by ProPublica starting in 2021 which disclosed evidence of racial discrimination and violence by the deputies. Source, Richard A. Webster for ProPublica. In a follow-up story covered here on Law and Disorder, a judge has ruled that the defense attorneys representing an FCI Dublin prison guard headed to trial Tuesday on sex crime charges may not delve with too much detail into the past criminal histories of the women testifying against him. The attorneys for this predator had hoped to use the criminal past of the survivors to, I don't know, say they deserve to be assaulted? How 1920s of them. The judge in this case, and good for him, said, not today, my G's, please take three seats. Bellhouse is charged with two counts of sexual abuse of a ward and three counts of abuse of sexual contact while he was a correctional officer for the safety crew at the Federal Correctional Institute in Dublin. Source, Lisa Fernandez, KTVU. California Attorney Rob, Attorney General Rob Bonta announced Sunday that his office is investigating the fatal police shooting outside a Home Depot in Burbank of a man who allegedly threatened to shoot people. The man called police claiming he was in a vehicle in a parking lot at the store and that he was going to shoot people, the cops say. When the officers arrived, they located the man still seated in a vehicle, they said. They said the officers and the men had a brief verbal exchange followed by his aggressive actions, which precipitated the officer-involved shooting. Aggressive actions? What does that mean exactly? Given the itchy fingers of cops, it could mean he inhaled incorrectly. Police have not revealed whether or not they recovered a firearm. And Assembly Bill 1506 requires a state prosecutor to investigate police shootings resulting in the death of an unarmed civilian. Source, ABC7. And in more state repression news, two co-founders of Saratoga Black Lives Matter are currently being charged with disorderly conduct and obstructing governmental administration for the participation in their local city council meetings in Saratoga Springs, New York. The BLM grassroots members are urgently calling for individuals and organizations to support Lexis Figaro and Chandler Hickenbottom and call for the charges against them to be dropped immediately before they head to trial next month. On May 2nd, 2023, organizers, students, religious leaders, and climate labor tenant, indigenous and reproductive rights activists took over a city council meeting, a.k.a. hashtag the people's meeting, in protest of the charges and demand that they be dropped. Even though these actions led to the meeting being shut down and rescheduled, no one in this group, which was majority white, has been charged. That night, they were able to build momentum, but the charges on Lexus and Chandler remain, and they need your support. They are asking folks to please join them in amplifying the story of what has happened happening to black organizers in their city. Specifically, they are asking you to amplify hashtag the people's meeting and sign on to the letter, which we will put in the archive of the show, calling for DAs to drop the charges. Source, Black Lives Matter Grassroots. 
This last story brings me to rage and tears every time I engage with it. In our last roundup, I recounted the news story that Mississippi law enforcement had shot yet another child. The first was 15-year-old Jaheem McMillan in Gulfport, Mississippi, who was murdered by police outside of a Dollar Tree store where he was with his teenage friends. The murder has been ruled justifiable, but as we heard yesterday from Mark Quell Bridges, there are current organizing efforts to reopen the case. On May 20th, law enforcement shot 11-year-old Adarian Murray. He recently spoke out about his experience saying, quote, I came out of the room like this with his hands above his head. He continued, it felt like a taser, like a big punch to the chest, end quote. His mother, Nikaila Mori, told ABC News that she gave her son a dairy in the phone and asked him to call his grandmother after she says she woke up around 4 a.m. on the morning of the incident, heard a knock on the window and saw her ex-boyfriend standing outside. She explained that two officers responded to their home and her daughter's father asked her not to open the door as police tried to break in. Yet one more time, cops respond to a community crisis only to escalate and exacerbate the situation to almost deadly engagements that are sure to result in lifelong trauma. Source Katie O'Brien, Kimberly Ruiz, and Emily Shapiro of ABC News. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of May 29th, 2023. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 90s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.org. Shout out to my producer, Jesse Strauss, for helping me curate the content for this segment. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>